It's Leanne here, host of Manana Moves, and today we're not in my usual recording studio, aka my closet. We are in the kitchen cooking up something tasty with, well, just about anything I can find in my pantry. I've been thinking a lot about food lately, and why do you ask? Here's one reason. At grocery stores, it's not just the plexiglass and social distancing that are different. Price tags are changing too. U.S. grocery store costs have jumped the most in 46 years. So during this pandemic, while our spending may not go to purchasing our usual air travel experiences or trying that new restaurant or bar in town, I knew I couldn't be the only one watching my spending at the grocery store of all places. So this episode, we're going to focus on just that. You're listening to the Moneda Moves podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Alfaro, and here we'll be talking about Latinos, money, and our role in the American economy. I'm a multimedia producer living in New York City, and we're going to be covering Keeping Cuentas, or tabs on all things Latinos and money in the U.S., speaking with potentes, or the next generation of entrepreneurs, and Monedita, how to put your money where your mouth is and support the Latino community. Welcome to the show. No te lo quieres perder. To learn a little bit more about how we can manage our food spend, I reached out to Danielle. She's the founder of First Gen Money, a financial literacy company that focuses on first-gen folks, those who are first to graduate from college or build wealth in the U.S. She's the daughter to Ecuadorian immigrant parents herself and recently became debt-free, having paid off more than $26,000 in 26 months. So go, Danielle. She's also luckily employed during this season, but keeping an eye on her budget. Now, here's something about Danielle. She's big on veggies. I got radish. I mean big. We got a lot of lettuce. So we got butter lettuce. We got the chard. I still have lettuce from the last box. We got turnips, Japanese potatoes. As she should be. Per a CNBC report, the biggest culprits making a dent on our grocery tabs at an alarming rate are meats, poultry, and fish. But if you want to get serious about budgeting in the kitchen, that's just the start. I spoke with Danielle about how she manages her food spend during the pandemic and how she's learning to cocinar with what I've got, a clever name for her new YouTube series. Here's Danielle. I think for me, I was very much of a person who went shopping the day of, right? So I'd be at work and I would say, because I worked by Union Square and I would be like, okay, let me go to the farmer's market, get what I need for tonight's dinner. And there wasn't really much planning with what was going on. And I think when shelter in place happened, I knew that I wouldn't be able to make those frequent runs to the grocery store. So I had to figure out how I'm going to use the resources that I currently have at home and also just make sure that that food will last me. So we have actually only been going grocery shopping once a month. Part of this is is thinking about what exists in my pantry. And I know like this isn't a new concept, right? Like this whole I comida en casa has been around for, you know, as long as I can remember, but it's actually thinking about what is in the pantry. What can I actually make? Because yeah, there's food at home, but is it food that you have because you went out grocery shopping that day and got the stuff that you needed. And I grew up in a household where, you know, my mom was always calling us from the supermarket saying like, 
oh, can you check to see if this is at home? Do we have this? And there was never any planning or organization, right? It was kind of like, what do you want to eat? And I'm going to go to the store to get that stuff that you want to eat. So kind of trying to flip that on its head with, okay, I I really want to eat this, but I don't have that. And I'm not going to go to the store to get it. So how am I going to satisfy my needs with the stuff that I have at home? And I think I'm able to do that because I, and I shared this recently in my newsletter, but I feel like I eat for fuel, right? I am not sure I, I love getting a nice takeout or now takeout, but like going out to eat and enjoying a nice dinner at a restaurant is something that I do, but I, when I'm not doing that, I'm literally just eating to make sure that I'm getting the nutrition that I need to survive. Right. So it's all in the way that you think about food. And so that trickles down to how you spend on food. So let's talk expenses. How much do you spend on groceries and how much do your meals cost you on average? Groceries, $307 in March. April, it was 447 So high up there. And then this, oh, well, in May, it's at 82 And Whoa. part of that is because of April being so high. I actually did this farm box option that our um, CSA, which is community supported agriculture. I ordered it in April, but it was for the month of May. So up until next, next week is my last box. So every Saturday they're delivering fresh veggies to my, um, my apartment. And so that was purchased in April. So I think that's why May looks pretty low. And also because I haven't put our latest run, which was on Friday. So I still need to add that, but it would be probably around 300 and that's how much I spend normally too. So I haven't seen like that big of an increase. I think where it's decreased is my eating out, right? I'm not eating out as much. Right. Okay. So you're saying on average, you'll spend $300 in an ideal happy spot, $300 on groceries a month. So that means you're spending $10 about a day on food. Divide that by three, $3.33 a meal. Yeah. That is like a dream for somebody who wants to budget. So right now during the time of COVID, obviously things have changed a lot. You know, like we still want to, there's, there's local businesses that we can order from. We can do takeout for someone who wants to strip down to bare bones. What are kind of your recommendations in order to track spending as it applies to food specifically? And where, where will we find the the highest prices right now. So let's say we want to we want to do a budget and we want to follow your model. Let's say we want to do three hundred dollars um, a month on groceries. How do we make sure that we're still able to feed ourselves as fuel, like you said, and also, you know, we're we're staying within budget. So what is interesting about me is that I'm a vegetarian. My partner eats meat, so he's not a vegetarian. So when we go grocery shopping, I'm also paying for meat, and I. I know that like meat can get expensive. Like I feel like that is where most of the stuff and the like the expensive stuff from our grocery shopping is attributed to, right? So when I think about like, how do you make that dollar stretch? I think about just getting generic things. I'm not getting anything unless it's my Frank's Red Hot that, you know, I I need to get that kind of uh, branded item, but every pasta that I have is the generic brand and I, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat meat, but 
we try to look for the smaller meats or like, how can you reduce the meat that you are eating? Like, is it incorporating a meatless Monday into your week? Is it thinking about like, how can beans be a substitute for like the protein and nutrients that I need? So thinking about like, do I really need this piece of meat? And again, this is the vegetarian side of me speaking, but I think reducing the amount of meat that you eat is definitely going to reduce the amount of money that you spend when you go to the grocery store. Right. And I think that that's very sound advice because even as we see reports come out from COVID and how it's affecting the prices that we see at the supermarket, we're seeing a big increase in non any non-vegetarian, but also non-vegan foods. So eggs are going up, beef is going up, meat is going up. So we can expect to see prices and that doesn't necessarily mean turn 180 and go vegan or vegetarian even, but perhaps like you said, incorporating a no meat day can make a drastic difference. Now, I'm sure you've noticed as I have that the way that we're being marketed to and being sold things is also changing. So as somebody who pays attention to personal finances a lot and probably checking your bank account a lot, how is this environment affecting the way that we think about spending? Yeah, I think, you know, as a, as a marketer too, for me in my nine to five, I was also like very mindful in how we were using like the words COVID-19 into like our email or social media copy and just like being very mindful about that. And so as a consumer, I've, I've been thinking like, okay, is this something that I needed before COVID or is I, am I giving myself a reason to get it because of the circumstances that I'm in right now? And I personally, I am super like looking at everything all the time. And so when I'm thinking about what I'm purchasing, it's less about like, I know I'm not going to get something in, in three days, like delivered. So how can I just not shop through Amazon and shop through my local businesses, right? How can I make sure that like the things that I do find that are essential to myself because they were even before COVID are things that I can get somewhere locally and not through like a big corporation. So I'm just, I'm thinking about what are the things that I needed before this happened? And, you know, why am I feeling like I need something new because of the situation that we're in. So for instance, I just bought watercolors and it is not because I felt like I needed it because of my circumstances. I've been trying to get into drawing and art and all of that. So I think it helps now that I have more of the time, but it was a purchase that I've been wanting to make even before this. And so that was an expense that I was like, okay, making, because I know even once this is over and we're allowed to like, go outside and like, you know, be with friends that I'm going to be painting and I'm going to be really exploring that creative side. Yeah. And I think it's important that you bring up and you mention why do I feel like I need this right now? You brought perspective into it. You said, this is something that I wanted to do before. This is something that I, it was kind of like a, a, a milestone that you had in mind that you probably had budgeted for that you were going to get. And what I find interesting is that we're being marketed to based on basic needs, psychological needs, and self-fulfillment needs. So anything that um, helps us feel like something that we need for survival, anything that 
helps us feel secure or safe and anything that increases our feeling of, of relationships, which are all things that we're craving right now, right? Because we're socially distant, because we feel like we're running out of things, right? We saw this toilet paper crisis, which is finally beginning to wind down as we saw in recent reports, yeah. but it's good to keep like perspective. And I think it's good that you bring up that, that your, your watercolor per, uh, example, because you know, if, if you were going to buy something before or if something's going to bring you that much joy and you had allotted for it in your budget, it totally makes sense to, to purchase. But if you're trying to make a budget, then perhaps you need to reevaluate like, why, why do I feel like I need this right now? Um, and that's, a, that's an, something that I even need to, to practice as I take a look at things in my carts that I haven't pressed buy on. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I would tell people when they're like trying to protect their money and just be very mindful about where they're spending is to look at these businesses or, you know, individuals and see like, were they providing certain resources or were they saying the same kind of things before we became sheltered in place, before COVID really took on? And if that is true and, you know, they were always providing these resources, then Yes, that's that's fine. But if they weren't, then it's I would be very um, weary about companies that are just like now starting to offer help or you know coming out of the woodworks to have services and products for you to purchase. Right, and I mean we we take a look at the environment and really what it is about for a lot of businesses is also survival. So I think it, it helps to look at it from their perspective, you know, in order to survive in this environment, you do have to make that pivot. And that pivot may very, very well be in the way that you appeal to people and the way that you start marketing and start coming up and diversifying your services, because quite frankly, may only be the way for, for a company to survive. Um, so it's yeah. important to take a look at why companies are doing that and, you know, whether your money is best spent there. So you cover not only um, cooking with what you've got, um, or cocinar with what I've got, the name of your series, but you cover so many personal finance um, tips and advice and, and kind of groupings on your Instagram and YouTube pages. What would be kind of your top three pieces of money advice for folks right now? So I think the first one would definitely be like, beef up your emergency fund, right? Are you somebody who one doesn't have an emergency fund or two has one but it could be larger than you know maybe a month and really try to focus just on that like money goal because you don't know what's going to happen right and it could be that you are employed right now but maybe in three weeks you might not be and it's getting really hard to receive benefits, unemployment benefits, and it might take some time. So giving yourself that buffer and knowing that you have yourself, you know, your money in case that happens, I think that is a priority right now. And then the other two is really not only like about money, right? So I would say, what are your skills? Are you employable, right? Are your skills something that can be easily, um, hired for. So always thinking about your skills. And if, you know, there are certain areas that you feel like you need, find some free resources to really hone in on those. And then the third one would be, what is your social capital, right? Who are the people in your sphere of influence who you can um, reach out to in case something did happen with your job? Or, you know, how could you network to make it easier for you to find that next opportunity? So thinking about all, all three of those things. 
All right, folks, that was Danielle Roma LaRue. And if you want to follow her personal finance journey and also get more tips from her, you can find her at First Gen Money on Instagram as well as YouTube. And also find her series, Cocinar with What I've Got, Cooking with What You Have in Your Pantry. It's definitely something I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future. But until next time, we'll see you right here on Moneda Moves. <laughs>